Grateful Thread podcast where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. Pull up a seat because you can always sit with us. We're your hosts. I'm Ashlyn of Urban Dwell Studio. I'm a bit of a foodie and a quilt artist and just an overall coffee snob. <laughs> Hi, Ash. Hey. I'm, Lass- I'm Lassie. I'm You're Lacey. Lassie. <laughs> I actually had people call me Lassie in high school. It's so Lassie. funny. It's like coming out. Um, I'm Lacey of Messy Quilts and I am a lover of starch. Uh, is that like carpo loading? No, like fabric starch. Mm. Like starn. All the starch. Just kidding. But also bread. <laughs> bread, starch, and fabric starch. All the things. <laughs> hey, so we got a new review. I'd love to read it to you. Yay. So this comes from, she says, Hi, I'm a 40-something mama working at my LQS, which means local quilt shop. I think listening to you guys is a ball, and I'm going to follow along. Aww. So thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Um, adding to our five-star review goal we're trying to get 50 yes we so are. keep sharing those reviews guys we like truly need them particularly if you are on apple podcasts your reviews are i'm sorry they're more valuable but if you're on a different platform and you can leave us a rating go ahead and do that right now unless right you're now. driving yeah don't do it while you're driving don't do it while you're driving but we'll remind you at the end of the episode and then do it mm-hmm. <laughs> five star and if you write your review we like to see what you have to say to us yeah Give us all your tips. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm excited for today. Yeah, me too. Um, before we start, we need to talk about merch really quick. We yes. got those t-shirts up and they're going great. You guys are buying them and loving them. We yes. love and seeing they're you in them. So great. And Ash is continually, continually, continuously adding more merch. Yeah. So check back often. She just added another one on there. Yeah. And thank you for your purchases. Yep. We really appreciate seeing those come in. So, yeah. and tag us, tag yeah. us at the grateful thread podcast on Instagram and hashtag you can sit with us. And we'd love to see what you're, what are you doing yeah. while you're wearing our merch? Yeah. <laughs> are you holding babies? Are you cooking? Are you actually sewing? Yep. <laughs> um, we, I'm excited for today's episode. Me too. We are going to talk about our first quilts. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you go ahead and start with your first quilt. Yes, I will start. I um, feel like we've talked about kind of your beginning quilting journey in the past episodes a little bit, but like we're talking first quilt. First quilt. So everybody has their first quilt yeah. that they, this is the first thing I made. Um, I hope people keep their first quilt. I have mine. I, I think I'm going to post it. We'll put it, put it in the show you notes. Um, so I started my quilting journey back in 2013. I just had my first baby. And like many of us, postpartum hit pretty heavily. And uh, my mom is an avid quilter, as I've also said in the past. She's a very technical quilter and a very traditional quilter, beautiful quilter. And I said, mom, I'm bored. Can you show me how to quilt? So we went down to our local quilt shop and picked fabric. And she tried to teach me how to make flying geese, which for anybody, listening no and not only that but it was the two inch by three inch flying geese right and we were going to make a quilt using two inch by three inch flying (laughs) geese (laughs) and i think our colors were bright neon pink and bright yellow and i just i think i made five and i'm like no it's a literal you started in quick quilting on the same day yes the same day (laughs) literal like toss the the table right rage quit (laughs) table flip (laughs) yes (laughs) So another year went by and, uh, things mellowed out a little bit and I, I went back to my mom and said, okay, 
Like, I really want to try this because she would, oh, this is what I'm working on. I'm going to the quilt store. And it was so appealing to me, but I just didn't get it. So I walked into one of our quilt shops and they had a kit on the wall, which is the first and only kit I've ever bought in my life. And it was called Lobster. Lobster. Guys, this quilt is cute. It's pretty cute. And it was five patches by five patches, just square, square on square. And I'm pretty sure it was pre-cut and it had a rickrack binding to it. And my, we brought it home and my mom laid it out and we put it on the grid on the floor and she's like, okay, so your columns and then your rows. And at that moment I was like, oh, that's how blocks work. <laughs> like I just like, I was just going to go, go at it, take just, a bite out of the middle. Yeah. It was just the weirdest <laughs> thing. And so I, I made my first and it's, a, a, it's so cute and it's just squares and it just has my heart. And then 10 years later, it's just, it's fun seeing everything evolve over the last 10 years of where I am now. So that was my first quilt. Okay. What about you? My first quilt you were actually a part of. It was like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. When did you guys get the long arm? Uh, yeah, six years ago. It maybe was like, seven. Yeah, you guys had gotten it and had it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was redecorating our girls' room because, <laughs> shocking, we were having another baby and needed to move <laughs> children around. <laughs> And they had bunk beds, and I did this cute theme and couldn't find any, like, affordable, like, bed options that I actually liked. The one that I wanted was, like, $400 for the quilt, and I was like, I can make that. (laughs) Right? That we all say. (laughs) Famous last (laughs) words. Especially in Utah. I'm pretty good at the, like, I can make that, and then I can. Um, But... Hindsight, quilting's a different breed of punishment. Anyway, um, I bought the fabrics and I kind of like pieced it together and I didn't have a good space for it. And I had just like a really basic machine, like a little brother. Um, not a little brother, but yeah. <laughs> a little brother machine? <laughs> like the Project Runway brother machine um, that I still recommend for people starting. But it was like not an ideal setup and I still made it work and I needed like my entire living room floor to make this twin size quilt (laughs) that was my first quilt that's incredible (laughs) and they were it was just like strips but it was kind of improv pieced um and I figured it out it took forever because I had to walk from like my living room to my kitchen and sew things back and forth (laughs) which is hard um yeah uh, I like if you don't have a sewing space, I, I see you and mm-hmm. I feel you. Um, but I got it done and like it didn't occur to me to finish it any other way because you guys were already quilting mm-hmm. and that's how you guys finished quilts. Yeah. And interesting. I, I knew that there was like tying, but like that's not, that wasn't what I was going to do for this quilt. And so like mm-hmm. the only other option I knew of or like, even considered was to long arm it and like what I wanted was for you to long arm it (laughs) well and that machine was a clunker too looking back now yeah and I think long arming just had kind of started it's right it's very new at that time too. it was Mm -hmm. a lot of like still machine sewing and hand sewing most people still um and long arming was still like a pretty expensive service right um but yeah, brought my pregnant 
butt over to <laughs> mother-in-law's house and we loaded it up and I, I believe it was just like wavy lines like from side to side mm -hmm. um which is like actually exactly what i wanted even though it sounds really simple <laughs> <laughs> it's so great though I and think, like channel yeah. lock straight edge i'm becoming a big fan of those yeah i think what i actually wanted was straight lines but that machine couldn't handle right it didn't have anything edge. To it. <laughs> so we ended up doing just wavy lines across and it took forever and i was so sore after i finished that quilt but I was so proud of it, and it turned out beautiful, and then I never made the second one to match the upper bunk. Because <laughs> you had more babies after uh, that. Yeah, because it took just too long, and I was really sore after it and could not fathom doing another one. Um, yeah, that was my first quilt, and I think I never really looked back at it. Like I felt like it was your guys' thing, mm -hmm. and... What was my current craft hobby at the moment? Just like crocheting. Crocheting, maybe. Uh huh. Yeah. And having babies. Yeah. Yeah. And hiking. hiking. I know that there's hiking. Yeah. I mean, hiking is was... ongoing, but I think I I hiked like probably three or four times a week during that. Period. Right. Um. But yeah. Anyway, I never made the matching one, and in the long run, I actually got rid of that quilt. Oh really? Because hashtag minimalism. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and like it never crossed my mind that like that was a cool handmade thing that i had made for my children's bed and that i should keep that for prosperity's sake well and that was a like a quilt yeah like that's a big deal yeah so i just ditched this so somebody out there somewhere has this and not labeled right <laughs> and first, yeah not labeled and made first quilt and made first quilt twin size it was actually, it's really pretty. I yeah, have some have of the photo. fabrics. Do you have a photo of it? No, like I think I have maybe like an edge of it in a picture. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And like, I guess I, that's how arrogant of a crafter I am. I just like didn't, I wasn't impressed by myself. <laughs> like this is not that <laughs> Even cool. though like if somebody showed me this quilt, I'd be like, wow, that was your first quilt. But then we pivoted towards um, the first business with baby stuff and then yeah. you did Henry made. So I think it. I love that you had your first quilt and did a little bit and then came back. I think I had already had the business and closed it at that point. Okay. Which is like, I think why I was really confident with my, yeah, like, quote unquote, blanket selling skills. It's not skill a blanket, it's a skills. quilt. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I, I think that technical aspect was pretty mastered at that point. But yeah, that was the first quilt. And then the second one was... The curve one, I think that was like maybe two years ago. I just like wanted to make one for my first son. Yeah. And I sent it to you guys and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I was like, no, I curve pieced this. <laughs> and, and maybe that's where it's like, it's like when I show my husband stuff, I'm like, look what I made. And he's like, yeah. uh-huh, cool. Like, of course you did because you're yeah. incredible. That's hard. Yeah. That's hard. That's so cool. Yep. Well, welcome. And since now in the last year, you've made yeah. 150 quilts. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, what is it? Like 40 now? Um, I'm pushing 50. 50. Yeah. A couple weeks. Well, welcome 50. to the quilting community Great, for thanks. real now. I think I'm caught up. Like, yeah. I've yeah. probably made as many as yeah. most people in their quilters uh -huh, in their lifetime. Honestly. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so let's talk about, um, 
getting started because I feel like we have uh, some newer quilters. Yeah. But I've noticed on Facebook groups where a lot of people have questions on like, where do I start? Where are all the things? Yeah. So Ash, tell me a couple things of what you need to get started. Like I want to make a quilt. What do I do? Um, obviously fabric. I don't recommend starting with a bunch of different fabrics, even if you choose a two color quilt and just go from there. Like you, you will always make another quilt if you are Mm -hmm. happy or like felt successful. Like even if you don't love what you made, you'll still want to turn around and do it again. But I think starting simple with your fabric and or pattern choice, obviously. And then as far as like supplies go, you need, truthfully, you can get by with scissors. Mm-hmm. Um, I 10 out of 10 recommend a rotary cutter and a, at least a long ruler. And that'll get you, that'll get you a lot of places with mm-hmm. the cutting mat. Like those three things in your sewing machine. You're gold. Yeah. Anything. And you can get, um, I know we talked in previous episodes about thrifting and things like that. I'm not a snob when it comes to my rotary blade. I buy it on Amazon. I, I buy packages of, I'm pretty sure that they're five to a pack and they probably run out really fast, but they're cheap. Yeah. And I'm I, a fan of my left hand though. So <laughs> I spend the money. <laughs> and then there's people who care about their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> You guys do what you want. I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to judge yeah. you. <laughs> um, so yeah, a long ruler, rotary blade, a mat and a machine. Uh, tell me a little bit about some machines that you, cause you have more machines than I ever have in my whole life. Yeah. I, I mean that brother, I actually have mm-hmm. that same model linked in my like link tree and my like affiliate link. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's not really for the money. It was mostly like, I was always being asked like, I want to get a sewing machine. What should I get? And I would always recommend this model because it has a good speed control for like learning that foot pedal control. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you can always bump it up if you want to sew faster. It has like a bunch of different stitch options and the automatic winder. Do those also come with uh, feet options? Yep. Multiple feet. With Um, the quarter inch. So I really recommend investing quarter inch foot. foot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or patchwork foot is what some companies call it. I think that like that solidifies your like quilting success like exponentially. Absolutely. Like, having that. Oh, and an iron. Inch. I guess you need an oh, iron yeah. too. An iron. I feel like most people probably have an iron, unless right. you're a millennial and you've been blessed with <laughs> modern fabric, <laughs> right. and you don't need you don't know what dry cleaners <laughs> are. You dress like a hipster when you go to work, <laughs> right? <laughs> Ironing board and iron, which you can get at Walmart. I'm pretty sure my iron is from Walmart. Let's go back to the machines. So you have Um, your brother. Yeah, brother. I can't think of the name off the top of my head, but we'll link it. And so there's that one. And then there's the model either above it or two above it. And that one comes with the attachable like table for quilting. Mm -hmm. So this just like extends your quilting space or like your sewing space and keeps everything even. So it's not hanging off the edge of your machine and pulling down, which is a good option if you don't have like a custom made sewing table. <laughs> and you need to move your machine around for dinner on yeah, Sunday. If you're sewing at your kitchen table, it's a really good option and it's not a lot more, but um, those are really good basic sewing machines that work really well. And brothers are really good company as far as like warranties and helping you troubleshoot and everything. So I, I would start there. Um, unless you are 
gung-ho, money's not an option, then there's other things. And maybe you can DM us. We can give you different options. Give you our opinions on (laughs) what we like about our certain machines. But you just, you just need a straight stitch. You don't need anything fancy. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. A vintage machine works great. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen those, um, yeah, those small black machines that are really beautiful and Oh, the featherweights? The featherweights, that's the word I'm looking for. Awesome. Uh, basic tools, entry level. Uh, you could also borrow, if you want to borrow yeah. a machine from your neighbor or your grandma. Yeah. Like, to see if you even like it. Yeah. You can go old church lady. You yeah. can say, hey, want to yeah. teach me how to use this thingamabig, thingamajig? Yep. <laughs> awesome. I think that was all the basics. Um, and then there's, um, one of the biggest tips I think that, um, in talking to Ash about this and others is, and what I've seen around the quilt community is to remember that there's no wrong way right, to do your quilt. Right. I think there's a lot of generational shift in that as well. Um, like we put our stuff out there on the internet and to have somebody be like, Oh, did you do this? Like. It feels, I don't know, just so damning for mm-hmm. like what you wanted to do was just show people what you've been working on and are excited about and to have criticism and people telling you that you did it wrong when it's like, no, this is still a three-dimensional object <laughs> that is called a quilt and look, it's keeping people warm. Exactly. And, uh, and I've noticed too, like on Facebook is people saying, I know this is wrong, but yeah. And it, that really makes my heart sad. Like, you need the precursor of, like, oh, like, don't come at me in the comments. I already know that I messed up my points on my triangle. Like, right. And I, I hate that, too. It's it's sad that you have to disclaim that you are aware that your work is subpar or, mm-hmm. I don't know, even if it's false just to <laughs> right just to make just to just guard yourself the, mm-hmm, yeah. burden the blow from somebody else saying yeah that it's wrong or incorrect i know that um for a long time i thought that if i didn't hand bind my quilts my quilt wasn't as worthy of being a quilt yeah i mean they're not no, just kidding no, right <laughs> <laughs> there is something to be said about hand hand binding but when yeah. you're production making t-shirt quilts the t-shirt, the high schooler doesn't care if it's hand bound. Right. No, I'm going to hand bind something. Some, I mean, I guess I didn't hand bind your quilt. I right. <laughs> zigzag right. that one, but you know, yeah. an it's, heirloom I'm going to hand bind, but yeah. Even then though, like it's not even necessary. I would yeah. say there's not really a right or wrong way to do anything because if it looks good at the end, like the only time you should really care is if you are putting it in a show and you want to win something or receive recognition and you're trying to do your very, very best. Totally. Then, like, you're going to find not even the right way, but the best method to achieve that. And whether or not that's how somebody else comes about it, like, most of the time you can't even tell <laughs> if it turns out, quote unquote, right. Well, and there's a preferred way to do it that, like, for the most part, this is kind of how it's done. And then there's your way that might not match right you know i'm a big fan of the easy piecing grid and it's squares on inner light interfacing and i've had a lot of people say why don't you just strip piece that right and it's like because i like this process yeah and that's how i'm going to do it right like unless there's actual rules like a show 
Exactly. There's no right or wrong. There's no rules. right or wrong. And I, I want you to send me pictures of what you think the points don't, you know, that's, but you're learning. That's what quilting is yeah. for is there's going to be a day when you look at your quilt and say, oh my gosh, I nailed it that time. Yeah. I did it. I grew. I'm doing better, yeah. you know, for yourself. Yeah. So. Um, what else do we want to talk about resources? Yeah. Of where you could go. Yeah. I love Instagram. I think a lot of us have quilt specific accounts because you know you can only share so many crafts on your personal account without really annoying your relatives um and people from high school that you haven't ever seen or talked to Uh since who want to sell you mlm stuff (laughs) and and i i suggest opening a quilting instagram just so you have your journal of, of your quilts in your process yeah so i think so too um there are groups on facebook the one that I will recommend above all others is called Young and Millennial Quilters. And it's a very, very large group. Mm-hmm. But somehow we all keep the riffraff out because like... <laughs> it is the best place. And yeah. it's so uplifting. And seeing seeing the newbies, newbie quilters just makes my heart sing. And watching them try and ask questions and just... Like the hunger for knowledge in quilting is just so beautiful. Yeah. That it literally makes my day when somebody goes, Here's my first quilt. Me too. And like I am just so proud of them for doing it and falling in love with quilting and having just the like I bravery's the wrong word because it shouldn't be counted as it. <laughs> just like the the confidence to post it into yeah. this public group that all love the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. And I think that vulnerability is like so endearing and I love this group. Um, yeah. Young and millennial quilters on Facebook. And honestly, like I have seen a couple of times where negative people like just, they get shut down. Yeah, like they do get shut down and like the moderators or admins like, We'll kick you out if you're a jerk. Yeah. If you are a quilt jerk, you're getting kicked out of that well, group. And I think this is the whole basis of the platform of the podcast is the fact that if one comment makes it where they throw the table and throw away their machine and they never do it again. Right. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. Because of the one comment that your points don't match. Right. It's such a delicate thing to put yourself into a position of sharing what you feel and your art into this quilt Right. And to have somebody tell you it looks terrible or I wouldn't have done it like that. Even just the right. smallest thing can just turn somebody off of quilting and we don't need that. Yeah. I think it's always just really important to like proofread your response on in groups like that too, or even on Instagram. <laughs> um, like even if it's somebody actually asking for advice, I've like had, I've reread and been like oh does that tone match what I am trying to actually tell this person and like I usually just say oh disclaimer like and literally only if they are asking for feedback should you be giving feedback absolutely and it was recently and it was like oh my I keep getting it was like nest nested seams no it was nest like messy on the bottom of the quilt Mm -hmm. Which usually means like the top tension is off or oh, like of the thread, you know, stitching and, like, it through. People were like chiming in, you know, being keyboard experts and just saying like it's this, or it's like you don't actually know that because there's so much information missing from this post. Like, 
Like it could be a number of things mm-hmm. just because that's your experience doesn't mean that's exactly, definitely, absolutely what this person is right. experiencing. Right. Like I know better. Yeah. <laughs> like how, like maybe they have cleaned their machine. Thank you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, of course I've tried to clean my right. machine. Have like, you tried turning it off and on again? Like it's kind of that <laughs> right. thing and it's like, it's kind of insulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I always just claim like it could be these or you could throw this entire paragraph out the window. Like this could all right. be irrelevant and you could try. This would be how I would troubleshoot. And like you can give a couple of options and like I think compliment sandwiches are basically Chef's kiss. Yeah. Always <laughs> applicable. Like it is. basically anytime you're conversing with somebody. And it doesn't have to be like ingenuine, like Yeah. It can be true, like if you commit to doing this as a human this becomes really natural to do like oh wow that turned out so great i can and then that's your compliment and your meat is oh yeah i can see how that didn't quite turn out how you wanted here's some things end it with i hope you figure this out your stuff is looking so amazing Mm -hmm. like i'm excited to see what you do in the future with this it is just so easy to build somebody up and like it blows my mind how quickly people tear people down yeah because they just give that middle piece right like and and the thing is is it's funny like the compliment sandwich i always joke about it too to my husband are you giving me a compliment sandwich because you need (laughs) those two compliments to offset the one like and you just think about that in the world in general right like if people can just focus on the compliments to help I think right. just the world would be a better and place. And you know what? Maybe you're listening and you're like, God, these millennials just <laughs> are just too take positive. some criticism. <laughs> it's like, no, we're making the world a better place. Yep. We're actively doing that. And we're going to give compliments. Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. And you guys can just pay for our therapy. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You need like the Sarah McLaughlin. Like, <laughs> you can help a millennial with their mental health. <laughs> What's the song? Is it, I will remember you? I'm really excited to hear that back. <laughs> uh, future shout out to our sound engineer, my For husband. Fixing we love that you. one. Also, if you can get that song to overlay in this, <laughs> yeah. you'll have a favor coming your way. <laughs> That's so great. Um, anyway, I just, like, yeah. Well, we can we can quit joking about that, but I know I know boomers and older generations take a lot of heat, and with yeah. that, I also want to just compliment like the older generations, older than us. Sorry, yeah, I know it, you don't like being broadly. called old, but like you are older than us. Sorry, facts. Mm-hmm. Um, like we just so appreciate right and experienced quilters, right? You know and that I could be in any age range for sure, but older more experienced than what we are yeah i think if you're still listening at this point you you get it and you are you are a cool quilter Mm -hmm. and you are not irrelevant and we love you so much for listening because you putting in the time to listen to our needs as the new generation of quilters is like super valuable to the community and reviving this art form craft that well, and we like love. paving the way in yeah. quilting and continuously helping and showing and adapting right. like right. I can't imagine you know like talking to my mom the other day she's like I'm to the point where do I really want to figure out Instagram and like we're going to get to that age where I'm just like I just can't keep up you know and <laughs> so good for her yeah good job mom shout out yeah we'll have like a holograph like social media that we'll have to struggle with but right <laughs> all me. the kids these days are <laughs> yeah. just 
wiggling yep. around in person and just zapping here and there. <laughs> so Virtual <true>. reality. <laughs> um, a couple other resources that I thought of off the top of my head. YouTube is always a good one. YouTube it literally University. is Google. Google yep. what your question is. Yeah. It'll pop it out. I love Missouri Star Company. Yeah. Their binding tutorial is sub I love it. It's yeah. amazing. That being said, like it can be information overload. So yes. like when in doubt, choose Missouri Star Quilt. Like mm-hmm. I think just start there and if like that's not quite you want what you want, who else would you recommend? Um friends, any of your quilter friends, yeah. your guild that yeah. you joined since yeah, our episode. Yeah, because you're going to listen to our guild episode, uh-huh. and then you're going to join one. Yep. And then you're <laughs> going to listen to our episode about uh, the the fabric playbook on how to get fabric yep. at the, the fabric store, and just get yourself out there. But I really like the Instagram, because you can lurk, yeah. and you can search yeah. um, comfort from your own house, and then yeah. decide what you want to do. Yeah. But, and, you know, honestly, Ash and I are always a DM away. Yeah. Because I, I love when people, I had a friend who started, who asked me about the easy piecing grid and made a project in a weekend and sent, send it to me. And I just loved it so much. Like, I just want to inspire you. Yeah. I feel like just, just start, yep. just do it and, and keep it hidden if you want. Don't yeah. even tell anybody. It, a quilting secret is the best secret. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> you and your secrets. <laughs> Um, if you have any other ideas on your first quilt, uh, go ahead and message us. We can add that to our uh, show notes and our um, Instagram posts. Yep. But Wait, message us or send it on the website. Send it on the website. Yeah, we have don't, a lot of... Don't DM us. Don't DM or us. Do, like, you can DM us about stuff, just not about podcast stuff. Yeah, thank because you. Because we, we will probably lose it. Yeah, it's a lot of ways to contact us so on our website www.thegratefulthreadpodcast.com yep. contact tab um, and we can compile those yep. and add it to the show notes as well yeah which leads us oh, do you want to pause oh yeah do you want to no we can keep going do you want to do what we're digging yeah let's do what we're digging all right uh for those that are just listening we share on every episode something that we're digging it can just be super dumb and simple <laughs> or it can be like a product that we're loving for quilting and or life um what are you digging i am digging my automatic thread cutter on my machine oh uh, yeah wasn't <laughs> I, it was yours broken um all of it was broken oh. <laughs> uh, i think my mom's and i think my aunt's is struggling too oh. um but my first machine did not have an automatic thread cutter this one does and like i said previously i i do the easy piecing grid and i'm working on this project and you literally sew it straight lines all the way down and then you cut the thread fold it and sew. like it's not it's not (laughs) chain piecing and so that thread cutter is giving me life yeah so what are you digging um i'm digging the quilting community we talked a little bit about how like people have been a little bit negative on instagram we did a live a few weeks ago um and we just yeah wanted to retouch on that i think a lot of trends spill over from like TikTok and TikTok is fun and sometimes it's like all about the drama and that's so enticing to watch. But like one of the things that's been floating around is a hot take or an unpopular opinion. And while I wouldn't say that I don't want people to share their opinions because they're valuable, I think in a creative community that's so 
niche and small like the quilting one, there's just not really room to be mean or tear people down. And I think that's not really an opinion. That's just an attack. Totally. Um, but yeah, I think what I'm digging the most, I'm not digging that. I'm digging how the community has responded. There's been large accounts that have really spoken out against it and really shut it down and saying like, this is not a cool trend. We're not doing this. Yeah. And just like a lot of smaller accounts, you and I talking about it and just not partaking. I've unfollowed a couple of people because I'm, while I'm sure they won't get kicked out of the actual quilting community, I think not being popular for being a jerk is right. <laughs> kind of important. Like, yeah. I don't know. I love it. Yeah. That's, that's a lot more is just power to the quilt community yeah. and sticking together. Absolutely. Saying, like that's not for us. Yeah. And you need to stand up for the other people. Yep. Like you need to, this quilting community needs love. Yeah. And you just, you have to fight against the darkness. Right. And, and like going back to just beginning, if that's what you see as a beginner quilter, yeah. all these people shaming this way or the no. other, then you'll be fearful of choosing methods in mm-hmm. we don't want case that. You, yeah, in case you are doing it wrong or choosing a way that this person that you kind of like prefers, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. So I, that's a lot more lovely. Well said than my automatic thread cutter. Yeah. Yours is lame Thank compared you. to my deep emotional <laughs> and moving. Thanks for sharing that <laughs> vocal essay. You are welcome. <laughs> right. I'm just holding down the fort here. You are. Bringing it back around. <laughs> I'm totally joking. The thread cutter's great. There's no right or wrong. We're digging, Lacey. We're digging. <laughs> oh, all right, guys. That's our episode. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a new episode. Thank you so much. You can find us on Instagram at the, the Grateful Thread Podcast or myself at Messy Quilts. And you can find me, Ashlyn, at Urban Dwell Studio. Don't forget that we have that merch to be checking out and... We want to see what you're doing while you listen. So tag us on Instagram at the Grateful Thread Podcast. Hashtag you can sit with us. The Grateful Thread Podcast is created, hosted, and produced by Ashlyn Downs and Lacey Messerly. Our sound engineer is Nicholas Downs. Don't forget that if you're digging this podcast, you should leave a review. Head to the top of this podcast section and click those five stars. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, we would really appreciate your help reaching our goal of 50 reviews. Um, just say something quick and nice. It doesn't have to be a novel. Leave that there. And if you didn't like it, just don't leave us a review. <laughs> if we're just not getting reviews, we'll get the point. We will get it. Just do nothing. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Threadheads. Threadheads.